Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder. Hey guys, welcome to the show. We're going to talk about getting started in multifamily on this episode. I've got my co-founder of apartmenteducators.com, Ruben Dominguez. Ruben, what's going on? Good to see you, man. Not much. Thanks for having me out again here, Devin. Yeah. Yeah, here in the studios, getting some uh, non-Zoom podcasting and uh, recording done. Face-to-face, imagine that, right? Oh, I love it. Crazy. Love it. Crazy. Um, We were just talking a little bit earlier about, so we're going to kind of spend a few minutes talking about getting started in multifamily and how people do that, how people make the transition either from no real estate to multifamily uh, or from some kind of real estate like single-family investing into multifamily. And we were kind of chit-chatting about one of our uh, coaching clients, right? Who we won't name here, but one of our apartment educators clients that we walked them through their first deal a um, couple months back. Yep. A lot of hand-holding. I think they'd admit that, right? They would. Um, sharp guys, professional guys. But we got them through it. Got it closed. That deal's actually doing really well. Uh, I'm an investor in that deal. Really happy with it. But then like a couple months later, they get this... I mean, like a couple months, like this giant deal under contract. And so they've kind of seen the light. And we talk about the 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 law of the first deal, right? Like it's it's really hard to do <laughs> the first one, learning curve. But once you get it done, you kind of like, all right, I get the hang of this model. Let's go do it again. And boy, they and weren't we saying they, they close out their deal in like uh, six hours or something, like a giant capital raise? Yeah, so... One of the partners on that deal, he texts me, I think it's Friday. Right. Uh, I think they sent it out Friday at 10 a.m. Sent the deal out. Mm-hmm. By okay. 5 p.m., they, he texts me like, hey, we're, we, we're finished with the capital raise. We're, we're only taking backup. Amazing. And I was like, wow, that was quick. Yeah. It was like five, six hours. And I, I don't remember how much the raise was, but it was significant. Substantial, yeah. That's so cool to see those guys. Cause look, they're professional guys. They've got great networks. They're hardworking guys. So they have like all the prerequisites there, right? We just, and, and, uh, the partner that you're talking about is like, so like grateful every time we oh, see yes. him, like, thank you guys for showing me this business, but they had the prerequisites there, right? We know we don't just get into multifamily with, with no money and bad credit and just make millions of dollars, but for people with the right prerequisites of maybe professional background, good network, you know, they've done something in their career that's done well, right? There's some, got some kind of demonstrated success elsewhere in their life. They can totally learn this business. And these guys that we're talking about are like, they're blowing and going, man. It's crazy to see. Yeah. And, and two of them had, had passively invest in a bunch of deals right before. And they were used to, you know, wiring some money, getting some returns. They loved that. Yeah. It was a great, and it is, it's a great, it's great, a great way to make love money. It. Yep. And they said, man, can we get active? And one of them had been another coaching program. He had tried to be active a few times and it just wasn't working out. And he's so grateful because now he's, he's like, I came in here and within a few months, now we close our first deal. I think it's 143 units on that first deal. Something like that. Which yeah. is a big deal for your first one. Not a right? not an insignificant deal, right? Big one. It's, yeah, we talk about multifamily being five units and up. It's like, uh, we, we're really talking about kind of the 100 yep. range, yep. right? And I think this next one's two, 
fifty two something something like that. Yep. Yeah, so and real proud of those guys, man. Hundred percent. Totally killed it. Yep. And they just methodical and they just done everything we said, like do this, do this, do this, do this. And they went out and did that. And right. So they're killing it. Which is harder than it seems. You would think, okay, I hired a coach to tell me exactly what to do. <laughs> they're telling me exactly what to do. And sometimes the wheels fall off right there. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. People just are like, I got, I could do this better. Right. Yes. Well, I, which we all struggle with, you know, it's hard to take direction. Um, but for the people that do, uh, just follow, follow the steps. Not that it's not a challenge, right? Buying apartments is definitely challenging like any business. Um, but there are some tried and true steps to get for it sure. done. I think one of those big ones that we always run into is a lot of new people coming in. Right. We, we see a lot of new clients in this coaching business. Right. One of the big ones is they come from single family. Maybe they've done you know, some flips and they're maybe some wholesalers. A lot of times they, they say, Hey, I'm going to start sending out letters to owners. Oh, that's these, my favorite. These hundred unit yes. apartment complexes. And you know, like, tell us why that doesn't work. Oh, this is great. So we're actually selling a deal right now. I get a letter. Uh, it says dear one, one, seven, two, six West LLC. <laughs> I would like to make you a cash offer on your building. I could close this week. Right. And I'm like, it's like a $15 million building. Like you're not making a cash offer on it. So clearly, you know, my, that address was in a database somewhere. Somebody went to a wholesaling course on a weekend and they learned to send yellow letters to 10,000 people and buy some houses and ours ended up on there. And it's just so obvious that that's what that was. Um, and poor guys probably spent a quarter sending me that, uh, that marketing, which went, you know, after a chuckle went in the trash, but the, the big multifamily deals, these 10, $20 million multifamily deals really almost exclusively trade through brokers. There's some off market principle to principle stuff, but really a lot of it is going through brokers. And if it's not, you've got to be an extremely credible buyer if you're going to do something off market. You're not just going to stumble into this thing. So that that kind of wholesale mentality uh, in larger multifamily space, like it just, that just doesn't work. That's a different, it's yep. a different business model. Yep. I think uh, part of the reason is, you know, most of these are syndications. And if you don't know what a syndication, it's pretty simple. It's you're, you're pooling a bunch of families money together and going out and buying these properties. Right? right. That's all it is when you're running that deal, right? You, you have a fiduciary duty to go get the most you can when you sell that property. Right. Is that going to be the guy off the street that's sending you a letter? Probably not. It's going to be through the big brokerage that has a multi-million dollar marketing budget. They can right. get as many eyes as possible on it. And huge so, buyer list. Exactly. So right. you, you sell through those guys. Cause you know, you'll, you, you might get lucky and get somebody, from California that just wants to buy it cash and they're going to, they don't care. They want 5% sure. because they're in a 1031 exchange and they just need to put that money somewhere. Yeah, that's and true. So could happen. Yeah, totally. Odds are. Yeah. Yeah. Small. Now I've heard some stories. Uh, one of my partners, I won't tell you who he is, but uh, he had an off market deal where they sent a letter. It worked huh. it was 170 unit or something like that. Right. So here's what happened to him. Like even if you get traction and the seller, you know, you send him an LOI, and it's whatever it is. And they, they, they're interested. Well, what happens a lot of times is their wheels start turning. Well, this guy's offering me, you know, 15 million, maybe I can right. get 17 and guess what? Guess who's also calling him 
the brokers, right? They That's got right. Analysts, all they do all day long is call owners. I'm from yep. JLL. I'm from CBRE. I'm from the Mar big dogs. Yeah. Yep. We can. Pro I think we can market your property for 17. So that seller that you now spent two weeks and a lot of money on, or two years. Yeah. Even right. I mean, but at least a couple of weeks of negotiation, right? On this. Right. Why? It's like they start having second thoughts, and we've seen one where my buddy had it under contract, LOI, not under contract, under sure. LOI, and then Northmark sends it out or JLL, one of those. One of the big dogs. He saw in his email. Goes, ah. I guess we don't have that deal. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like $2 million or more than he had it under LOI for. So <laughs> what's the Jerry Maguire? Uh, the dad's like, my words as strong as Oak. And he's shakes uh, Tom Cruise's hand when he's trying to sign his son or whatever to a sports contract. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. what, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the seller is going to take the highest dollar on a deal. They feel like they can close. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's a lot. I think people want to go there, especially the wholesalers that have been successful. They want to uh, start mailing out letters. And, and honestly, I tell people, I think that works on small stuff. It does. You want to go mom and pop owner 20 unit. I'll tell you what, man, there's probably a lot of opportunity there for somebody that's a, can, has a wholesale machine and wants to do that. I don't want to run a 20 unit. Nope. You know, um, Gosh, in fact, we had an experience a few months ago that was like an eye-opener for me. We pursued a 20-unit or, you know, around there. And I got my team on it, and it just turned into a disaster. And I realized we ended up not getting not buying it. But what I realized was like, God, that was a lot of work. It was literally is easy for my team to go buy a 250-unit, you know, $30 million building or whatever, because that's what our team's built for versus trying to mess around with 20 units. So, and then with a 20 unit, you got management issues, you've got uh, payroll, the big one. I mean, like you're not having a full-time maintenance guy on a 20 unit, nope. you know? So now you got contract labor. It's going to just, now people can make it work. And I think if you're going to have that wholesale mentality, you want to find smaller multifamily, I think that could work, but um, we, you don't want to mess with that. Same effort, uh, same yeah. effort to close that 20 unit as a hundred Right. Unit, right. Yeah. Right. Right. And like lots of other benefits too. I mean, you think about, you've got full-time staff. What can you do with full-time staff when Huge you're not fixing an air conditioner? Like, Hey, maybe you look for opportunities to make money. Right. Then right. Build. You already have the cost. Like send those, those maintenance guys out to add some value where you can recoup some more income. Right. Yep. And put that towards your NOI. Renovating some interiors. Yeah, door-to-door -door trash service that you don't have to pay extra for, stuff like that that right. you can't do if you have no maintenance staff. Like you're calling plumbers every time something breaks or AC guys. And then you think about the tenant experience. When you got on-staff site, I mean on-site staff, yeah. you can send in to fix an air conditioner within a couple hours. If you have to call an AC guy in July in Texas, it might take you three days to get that. Good luck. So yep. from a tenant experience too, it's just a whole different ballgame. Yep. So it can be done. The small stuff can be done. We know people that are very successful at it. That's great. Uh, I guess the takeaway is don't spin your wheels sending guys that own $20 million building. <laughs> a uh, <laughs> We'll buy your building cash this week. <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. So we're super proud of the of the guys we're talking about that got into a couple of deals pretty quickly. They seem to be just rocking and rolling now. That's fun to fun to see. Um, it's fun to be a part of those deals. You know, I'm invested in those deals too. Um, what are some of the other things? Let's let's pick on wholesalers a little bit, you know, because <laughs> they're real estate investors, right? Yeah. Um, 
and they've, they've got one way of kind of viewing it. I think those guys might have a real hard time. We've talked about it before, but on that team approach too, right? Cause they're fighting for like a few thousand dollars and they're fighting and scrapping and slitting each other's throats over it. Right. Yep. And I, I'm nothing against wholesalers. I did it. I right. Think you did it for a little bit. I don't know. You know Dabbled in it maybe a little bit. I did a few. Thankfully, I was never that successful wholesaling. Thank God. I'd probably <laughs> still be doing it. I had to get, uh, it's just such a brutal business that it you're is. spending. I mean, people, the marketing systems some of these guys build are insane, right? Where you got podios, got a million things and automatic triggers and text messages going out. And it's actually Quite amazing. Did all that stuff. Yeah. Voicemail drops, follow-ups, automated follow-ups, yeah. follow-ups, yep. Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, Ugh. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, you get that mentality because you see your marketing budget is $20,000. Right. And you know, you got to pick up a few deals that month to, to make some profit, right? You're in this business to make money. Right. And it's tough. It's it is tough. tough. So you, you scrape for every single dollar you can. And when you're, if you had to split that between three or four guys and that business is a little bit ruthless too, because you could go find a deal and get it under contract and then you could have another wholesale. And this is very common in that business. He could go over and offer that guy a little bit more money. And he's like, Oh, just wait for the, you know, the, the period to be over. Like don't, don't sign any contracts yet. Yep. I've had deals, you know, get picked up by somebody else. Because I sent it out to my list and there happened to be a wholesaler on that list that that's like, oh, I'm going to go talk to this homeowner myself and see if I can get it under contract at a higher price. hundred percent. Oh. It's a very famine mentality approach, you know, uh, kind of slit your uh, slit the throat of the competition where, wherever possible. It seems like the multifamily it, it attracts a more abundance minded. Um, I guess the deals are bigger, so there's more to go around. But I say this all the time. It's also very refreshing to be dealing with professionals, right? You, yep. You've got investors that, gosh, if somebody's got 100000 to invest, they've done something in their career, right? They're a professional of some sort, most likely. Your brokers are, you know, a lot of these guys are, you know, MBA types, yep. very professional businessmen and women. Your attorneys are going to be great attorneys, you know, in, in general, even your sellers are going to be more sophisticated. We're talking sellers of 10, $20 million buildings. Like the whole thing is leveled up. And, and it sure. even seems like your partners and just all of the players involved are professionals, like grownups. Yep. We're, 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 playing, we're playing real estate monopoly here still, but everybody's grown up for, for the most part, right? For sure. Yeah, we were bidding on a property and we found out some guys that syndicate out of Houston were bidding on the same property and said, oh, we're both, you know, we're, we're, competing for this deal. Right. And they said, Hey, if you guys win the deal, why don't you just join our team? We're partner on it. And if, you know, if, if, if we win it, you guys partner with us. So it was a, it's a win-win. Like that's wild. Isn't no it? one's trying to cut each other out or like, right. figure, Oh, how can we get one on them? Like it's, it's such a cool business. And it's really refreshing when you come from the, uh, the wholesaling. Stuff. Yes. And I think some of that is people recognize this is a long-term game, Yep. right? You're going to have your investors, your reputation is everything. Whereas in that wholesale game, it's like one and done. You're never going to see that seller again, nope. right? It's a one-off. It's as transactional as it gets. In multifamily, gosh, you're going to have your investors deal after deal, year after year, your partners. There's only like three brokers selling all the deals. So they are, are they're all going to know you. Not three, maybe, maybe a few <laughs> more. But the, the pool is 
it's so small, even like statewide or nationwide. It's funny how small it is. Right. And so I think anybody with uh, an ounce of sense is like, well, my <laughs> reputation perfect. is going to get uh, built and ruined pretty quickly. Yep. So, yeah, we went to see a deal. We toured deal. I don't know, maybe a couple months ago. And the broker said, I've sold this property eight times. <laughs> the first time in 2008. <laughs> Here we are, 2021. How much commission has that guy got off that I one know, deal? That's awesome. And but, he, wasn't he saying like, uh, I never thought it would trade above, you know, mm -hmm. 60 grand a door, and now it's yeah, selling for it was 120 a door. It was crazy. Like I think he sold it for eight million. We were looking at it at 17 or something like. There that. you go. And it was wow. And he crazy. sold it every every two years in between. Mm -hmm, exactly. And yeah. All he sold it to the same guy twice. You know, five or six years apart. It's like right. Wow. So yeah, they trade hands a lot and. It's a small world out there. It's a small world, which sort of, uh, it, it incentivizes cooperation and, and being cool and having a long-term focus, yep, right? Exactly. Being somebody that people want to do business with. Exactly. You might be buying a deal from them or selling to them in a few years. So, you know, hundred percent. Yep. I bought, I've bought sold, I've bought deals from good friends of mine, you know, and, uh, it's a, it's a very small, very small world. It's crazy. Well, let's, let's wrap it up. That's it's awesome. Catching up on, on getting started in multifamily. There's so many misconceptions people have at apartment educators. We help people get started. We give them the coaching tools, ecosystem, all that. Um, if you're listening, you want to jump in the multifamily space. You definitely want a mentor and a team, whether it's apartment educators, somebody else don't, don't do this business on your own. Obviously we're really proud of apartment educators and our clients are doing awesome things, but if it's not us, definitely get surrounded by a team that, that can do that. But if you want to learn more about apartment educators, set up a strategy call, um, apartmenteducators.com. You can do that. Social media, shoot us a DM and that strategy call is a good place to start. Definitely look forward to chatting with some of you. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Ruben, good catching up, man. We'll, we'll see you soon. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the DJE podcast. For more information, please go to djetexas.com.